And welcome back to The Word Encounter, episode 137, where we will be concluding the book of Isaiah today, starting in uh, chapter 63. Let's get started. The section title says, The Lord's Day of Vengeance. And it reads, Who is coming from Edom in crimson-stained garments from Basra? This one who is splendid in his apparel, striding in his formidable might. It is I proclaiming vindication, powerful to save. Verse three, it says, I trampled the winepress alone and no one from the nations was with me. I trampled them with my anger and ground them underfoot in my fury. Their blood spattered my garments and all my clothes were stained. For I planned the, uh, for I planned the day of vengeance and the year of my redemption came. And so here we are, Isaiah's prophesying out, <clears throat> he's out into the, uh, he's beyond us. He's prophesying in the last days, if you will, what's going to happen. And it says in verse six, it says, I crushed nations with my anger. I made them drunk with my wrath. I poured out their blood on the ground. Wow. <clears throat> so we see that the Lord is coming back and he is, um, relatively angry, you know, and he's angry because of the behavior of the nations. And, he, and so he's coming back to execute his vengeance. And so uh, we go on, let's drop down to verse 15, where it says Israel's prayer. It says, uh, look down from heaven and see from your lofty home, holy and beautiful. Where is your zeal and your might? Your yearning and your compassion are withheld from me. So Israel is saying, you know, Lord, look down from heaven, look down on us. Where's your zeal from us, for us, not from us? Where's your zeal for us? He says, your yearning and your compassion on us. They're, they're withheld from us. You know, so they're crying out. And in verse 16, it says, but yet you are our father. You know, and, and even though Abraham does not know us and Israel does not recognize us. In other words, the people are saying, look, we have ventured so far from righteousness and justice that even our father Abraham doesn't know us. And Israel or Jacob, he doesn't even recognize us. We strayed so far from what we were supposed to be. He doesn't even recognize us. It says, you, Lord, are our father. So they're acknowledging that God is our father. Your name is our redeemer uh, from ancient times. Why, Lord, do you make us stray from your ways? And so <laughs> they're a little bit delusional in my opinion. It says, why, Lord, do you make us stray from our ways? And see, they're not kind of, they're not really grabbing a hold on to the reality of the situation that they're the ones who dis, uh, decided to stray. But anyway, it says, you hardened our hearts so that we would not, uh, so that we would not fear you. See? You hardened our hearts, Lord, so that we don't fear you. <laughs> In other words, it's not our fault. It says, return because, uh, because of your servants, the tribes of your uh, heritage. In other words, it's saying, return, uh, Lord, because there are some amongst us who are still your servants, who are still righteous and still just and whatnot. And they're the tribe of your heritage. So please, Lord, return to us. We drop down to verse 19. It says, we have become like those you never ruled, like those you, who did not bear your name. And so there's a you know, prophecy going out that the people are recognizing, you know, that they have become like those who never knew you. See, we've, we've adopted to their ways of life and behavior. 
chapter 64. Let's go to verse 4. It says, From ancient times no one has heard, no one has listened to, no eye has seen any God except you. From ancient times, nobody's seen any God except you who act on behalf of the one who waits for him. See, God acts on behalf of the one who is patient, one who does not expect God to act when they want him to act, one who waits on God to act when God decides it's time for him to act. It says in verse five, you welcome the one who joyfully does what is right. They remember you in your ways, but we have sinned and you were angry. How can we be saved if we remain in our sins? That's a good question. Verse six, it says, all of us have become like something unclean and all our righteous acts are like a, a polluted garment. All our righteous acts are like a polluted garment. Man, we could stay there for a second. Today, we have a very, very strong culture of people uh, wanting to do things that appear to be righteous. But those righteous acts are coming from unclean hearts. See, I believe I've said this before. You can take two people that do exactly the same thing that from the outside look good. Let's say feed the hungry. One person is feeding the hungry because uh, their compassion and empathy is going out. They feel like they're serving the Lord when they do this. The other person, maybe a celebrity or somebody like that, who's doing it for publicity, you see. And so that person uh, just as well never, uh, you know, uh, commit these acts because it's not going to be counted to them as righteousness because it's about the motivation, not just what you do. It's not just what you do, it's why you do it. See, God examines the heart. And so you can be doing the right things for the wrong reasons and it will not be counted towards you as righteousness. So you might as well not do them. <clears throat> so we have to be careful that we are doing things for the right reasons. It says in verse eight, yet Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We all are the work of your hands, Lord, do not be terribly angry or remember our iniquity forever. Please look, all of us are your people. So they're making a, a plea to the Lord. You know, we're all your people, Lord. Don't, don't be mad at us for, forever, even though we know that we screwed up and done wrong. Just don't be mad at us forever. It's kind of like with your parents when they catch you doing something wrong. Say, please, please, Dad, please. You know, I know I screwed up this time, but I'll do better next time. Just, just don't bring the hammer, you know. Chapter 65, it says the Lord's response. So the Lord is going to respond to, to the plea of the people. And it says, I was sought by those who did not ask. I was found by those who did not seek me. What's he saying here? He was saying, you know, the people that aren't called by my name, they were searching for me, essentially. You know, they were looking for, they knew I existed. You see, and they were ready to honor and praise me. These from outside my tribe, they recognize what the situation is. And it says, I said, here I am, here I am to a nation that did not call on my name. You know, to the, to the righteous and just peoples in those lands who were not Israelites. The Lord said, here I am, here I am. In verse two, it says, but to you, 
my people, my children. (laughs) I spread out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in the path that is not good, following their own thoughts. So you have people here that did not know me, who were essentially searching out for me, wanting to find me. But here, my own, my own tribe, the one who calls themselves by my name, they were rebellious. And they walked in a path that was not good, following their own thoughts. If we drop down to verse 5, it says, they say, keep to yourself. (laughs) In other words, God, you, you, you stay to yourself. Don't mess with us. Keep to yourself. Don't come near me. For I am too holy for you. (laughs) These practices are smoke uh, in my nostrils, says the Lord, a fire that burns all day long. And so they anger me so much. They're they're a fire that burns all the time because I want to draw near them. I want to guide them. I want to lead them. I want to show I want to show them. And they say, keep to yourself. Let's drop down to verse eight. It says the Lord says this. As the new wine is found in a bunch of grapes, and one says, don't destroy it, for there's some good in it. So I will act because of my servants and not destroy them all. In other words, I have servants amongst my people, so I'm not going to destroy them all. I have those who are faithful and want to yield to my voice. It says in verse 9, but I will produce descendants from Jacob and heirs to my mountains uh, from Judah, my chosen ones will possess it, and my servants will dwell there. So he's going to create a place uh, for his servants to dwell, and they're going to dwell there, and they're going to be content. But then he says this in verse 11, but you who abandoned me, you who abandoned the Lord, who forgot my holy mountain, who prepare a table for fortune and fill bowls of mixed wine for destiny. Fortune and destiny are foreign gods and idols of other peoples. It says in verse 12, I will destine you for the sword and all of you will kneel down to be slaughtered because I called and you did not answer. I spoke and you did not hear. You did what was evil in my sight and chose what I did not delight in. And so the Lord is saying, look, For my servants amongst you, I'm going to create a habitat for them. I'm going to have somewhere for them to partake of me. And I'm going to have a place for them to thrive and grow and prosper. But for you who don't, you who have abandoned me, I got something else for you. In verse 13, it says, therefore, this is what the Lord says. It says, look, my servants will eat, but you will be hungry. Look, my servants will drink but you will be thirsty. Look, my servants will rejoice, but you will be put to shame. And so the Lord is making it very clear here with regard to what the destinies are for his respective peoples, for my peoples who are my servants, who call on my name, who who, who, uh, act righteously and justly and want to do and live life according to what I say. I got something special for you. But for those of you who don't, I got something special for you. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and so um, it's interesting. Let's go down to verse 17, and it says a new creation. Yes. For I will create new heavens and a new earth. This is the Lord talking. I will create a new heaven and a new earth. The past events will not be remembered or come to mind. Everything that's in the past will be gone. 
to be remembered no more. In verse 19, it says, I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will no longer be heard in her. There will be joy and happiness, laughter, gladness. All of that sad stuff and whatnot will be heard no more. It says in verse 20, in her, a nursing infant will no longer live only a few days. Or an old man not live out his days. Indeed, the one who dies at 100 years old will be mourned as a young man. <laughs> yes, Lord. And the one who misses 100 years will be considered cursed. In other words, long life will be the norm. And I should say long life without um, uh, being encumbered by sickness and illness and disease. You know, having full faculties mentally clear and sharp. Let's drop down to verse 23. It says, uh, they will not labor without success or bear children destined for disaster. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord along with their descendants. Well, sign me up, man. <laughs> verse 24. Even before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. So in other words, the Lord is almost going to like cut your prayers off because he's only he's going to respond before you finish. He already knows what's on your heart. You're not going to have to cry out and cry out. This is going to be a quick response. Mm. Let's go on to uh, chapter 66, the final chapter. And again, we are into the future. We are, are, are talking about... Um, uh, the judgment and what's going to happen and a new earth and how everything is going to be glorious. And it says final judgment and joyous restoration. <clears throat> Let's drop down here. Verse two, it says, this is the Lord's declaration. I will look favorably on this kind of person. So this is the kind of person I want. This is the kind of person I'm going to shine on. This is the kind of person I'm going to embrace. One who is humble, submissive in spirit, and trembles at my word. I mean, we could almost boil down the whole Bible into this message right here, what the Lord is looking for. One who is humble, submissive in spirit, and trembles at his word. Verse 3, one person slaughters an ox, another kills a person. One person sacrifices a lamb, another breaks a dog's neck. One person offers grain offering, offers a grain offering. Another person offers pig's blood. One person offers incense. Another praises an idol. All of these have chosen their ways and delight in their abhorrent practices. Let's, let's, let's unpack this. Okay. What the Lord is saying is that a lot of these things are done in the sacrifices that are defined by God. He defined these sacrifices. He defined what was to happen during these sacrifices. And, um, you know, they typically involved animal sacrifices, animals' blood, and, and this, that, and the other. And what he's saying here is that these practices are abhorrent because you are doing them out of tradition and ritual. You're not doing this to honor me. You're not doing this to recognize who I am. You're not doing this as an act of praise 
for me. You're doing this because this is what we do. This is a tradition. This is what we come to festival. We do these things, but they mean nothing to you. They are empty, ritualistic traditions. That's it. And he calls those abhorrent practices. When you come before me and do these things and not recognize or acknowledge why you're doing them. <clears throat> and it says in verse four, so I will choose their punishment and I will bring on them what they dread. And he says, because of this, because you do these things, see, I'm going to bring a punishment on you that you dread, that I know you're going to hate. <clears throat> because of the phony practices and the insincere hearts that you bring before me. It says, because I called and no one answered, I spoke and they did not listen. They did what was evil in my sight and chose what I did not delight in. Verse five, it goes back and it says, you who tremble at his word, hear the word of the Lord. So you who honor me and, 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 and raise me up. Hear this. It says, your brothers who hate and exclude you for my name's sake have said, in other words, your brothers, the people that, that mock you, that don't like you because you say you believe in me. You know, to all my believers out there, the people that mock you and make fun of you and, 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 and call faith fairy tales and, and you'll think you're crazy and all that kind of stuff. He says, you people, you listen to me. <clears throat> It says here that they say things like, let the Lord be glorified so that we can see your joy. In other words, they're saying, okay, your God is so great. Let me see what he's done for you. Okay, how's that going for you? Let me see. And they snicker at you and they mock you and this, that, and the other. The word says, but they, those people that do that to you will be put to shame. In other words, you who believe in me, you're going to have the last laugh when this whole thing is over. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, so let's drop down. Let's drop down to verse nine. It says, "Will I?" This, let's continue on. It says, "Will I bring a baby to the point of birth and not deliver it?" Says the Lord. In other words, what God is saying is, "Look, <laughs> He sent." I'm not going to start this whole process, or I haven't started this whole process just to abandon it in mid-stride, just to cut it off and terminate it. No, 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 no. I'm bringing this thing to an end. I'm bringing this thing to the righteous conclusion. I'm bringing this thing uh, to a termination uh, based on what I have said. I'm not going to let this die on the vine. This is going to go all the way. This is going to go full bore. We're going to take this to the end, just like I said I would. And so... <clears throat> If we drop down to verse 14, it says, you will see, you will rejoice, and you will flourish like grass. Then the Lord's power will be revealed to his servants, but he will show his wrath against his enemies. Verse 15, it says, look, the Lord will come with fire. His chariots are like the whirlwind to execute his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. See, so he's going to do this. <laughs> with zealousness, you know, he's going to act in a, in, a, in a zealous manner when he does this. And it says in verse 16, for the Lord will execute judgment on all humanity with his fiery sword and many will be slain by the Lord. He's not playing. A lot of people don't believe this, 
but he ain't playing. In verse 18, it says this. It says, knowing their works and their thoughts have come together, or have come to gather all nations and languages. They will come to see my glory. And so the Lord says, look, knowing all the works and the thoughts of the nations, you know, I know who's, who's looking out for me. I know who believes in me. It says, I know this beforehand. He says, with this knowledge, I'm going to gather all the nations and languages and they will come to see my glory. See, they're going to come to see me. In verse 19, it says, I will establish a sign among them and I will send survivors from them to the nations. In other words, all the nations are going to gather to him and then he's going to dispatch envoys. He's going to dispatch emissaries. He's going to dispatch what we would call evangelists, you know, essentially giving all of the world one last opportunity to acknowledge me. It says, and I will send survivors to them, to the nations who have not heard about me or seen my glory. They will proclaim my glory among the nations to the furthest corners of the earth. There will be nobody who does not know the Lord. It says in verse 20, it says, they will bring all your brothers from all the nations as a gift to the Lord. And so those who hearken on to the voices that they hear, they're going to come and they're going to be gifts to the Lord. They're going to come to a place of belief in God. And so, uh, and they're going to look forward to it. And then it says in verse 22, for just as new heaven, for just as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, will remain before me. So just as I make a new heavens and a new earth, this is the Lord's declaration. So your offspring and your name will remain. In other words, your children, your offsprings, and you, I will not destroy you. I will not eliminate you. You see, you who call on my name, you who believe in me, just like I'm making a new heaven and a new earth, I will keep you. This is a promise of the Lord. It says this is the Lord's declaration. In verse 23, it says all humanity will come to worship me from one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, says the Lord. And for those that don't believe on him, for those that don't hearken on to him, for those that don't essentially kneel uh, at his throne, well, verse 24, it says as they leave, you know, so this is going to be like a celebration of a new birth, a recreation of the new heavens and the new earth. And as those who are gathered to celebrate that, as they leave, they will see the dead bodies of those who have rebelled against me. For their worm will never die. Their fire will never go out. And they will be a horror to all humanity. They will be a reminder and a horror to all, romantic, uh, all humanity that these are those who mocked me. These are those who did not believe in me. These are those who mocked those who did believe in me. These are those who thought they knew everything. These are those who thought they were so wise. These are those who thought they were so knowledgeable. These are those who thought they knew everything about this earth and that I did not exist and that I was a fairy tale and that, uh, and that they made fun of my, my, my children, my believers, and they mocked them. These are those where the worm will never die 
and the fire on them will never go out and they will be a horror to all humanity. The question is, as it always is, do you or don't you believe that? And with that, we will start in the book of Jeremiah tomorrow. Everybody take care. Have a blessed day. Be wonderful. Be blessed. Stay good. Have fun. And let's live life. Bye-bye now.